Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. This is the Lowdown Sports Show, where we get the lowdown on all things basketball. This show is streamed live on Facebook at fb.gg slash the Drew League and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Drew League. This channel is partnered with Gamer Advantage, Artesian Builds, Canva, and T Public. Gamer Advantage is the first clinically proven lens to stop the suppression of melatonin so that you can get a better night's rest. They also offer prescriptions. Get yours today and use code THEDREW at checkout. Artesian Builds is ready to build your next PC live on Twitch and have it shipped to you within a week. Get up to $100 off by visiting their website and using code THEDREWLEAGUE at checkout. DM them and they'll optimize based on your budget. Canva makes design amazingly simple and fun. Create stunning designs with your photos and videos, even if you're not a design expert. Whether you need an Instagram story, logo maker, or birthday invitation, create all these graphic design needs and more on Canva. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. Check out the merch through the shop link on this page and support this podcast. It is just the two hosts today once again back in the studio getting getting ready to talk some basketball with all of our favorite people, favorite listeners around the world. And first off, guys, I want to I want to thank you guys for being subscribers, being listeners of the podcast. Your support, you know, means the world to me and BJ. We we appreciate all the support that you guys show us. Anybody Absolutely. who gets any merchandise, we we love and uh, appreciate everything that you guys do in in supporting us. And uh, uh, it's it's great to see, you know, you know, fans out there, and you know, have people that check out the podcast, people that like the podcast, anybody that's that's done uh, any ratings for us on any of these platforms. We've seen, uh, I've seen that we have four on Apple Podcasts, five stars. We appreciate that so much, guys. Uh, we just wanted to let you guys know how much we appreciate uh, the love that you guys show. And and now, it's time to talk some hoops. BJ, first of all, what's up, bro? What's up? Hey, hey, Drew, I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy that we survived Snowmageddon 21. I mean, I'm telling you... It's <laughs> when I tell you that, you know, I've been, al- I've only, you know, I haven't been alive as a, you know, as long as a lot of people that have, have more, you know, of a historical sense of, of, you know, to put in perspective how, you know, really, <laughs> how really crazy and strange the weather was over the past couple of weeks uh, when, you know, what was it like, you know, four to eight inches was, of snow fell in, in, you know, the Dallas Fort Worth area where we reside. I mean, that's insane. And that's not something that I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I certainly have never experienced temperatures as cold as negative degrees before. I've, I've never been in an area with that. And I didn't even have to leave the house to, to feel that. So it was, it was definitely an experience. And I don't know if I, if I'm going to want to be going through that again anytime soon. It definitely was not pleasant, bro. Uh, thankfully, you know, I could say that in my household, we were fortunate enough uh, to not, you know, have the loss of power at any point throughout that, which was 
which is a blessing considering how many people around me were losing power and had it gone, you know, days at a time or would just come back in the spurts. You know, Absolutely. the worst we had, we lost, we lost hot water um, for, you know, you know, a handful of days. Mm. Um, so, you know, bathing was different. So that bathing and like cleaning dishes and things were different, uh, you know, washing clothes or whatever. But, you know, just thankful we didn't have anything worse because I've been in a situation and it wasn't because of, you know, snow or anything, but back, uh, you know, I think back in my high school days, I think it was at my house where we've had, you know, you know, power out to where we had to be running off of a generator, you know, and, yeah. you know, having to sleep like in the front room, you know, piled up on a mattress, you know, you know, conditions like that before. So I know what it's like to be without power, things like that. Like we were, we were without it for a good while. And then, you know, luckily we had a generator to, to salvage, which was, which made it, you know, livable to where we didn't have to go to anybody else's place, but, you know, still not fun conditions, losing, losing power for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, we, uh, my, uh, my family for the most part didn't have to worry about losing power. Thankfully I had quite an eventful day on Monday where it pretty much seemed like wherever I needed to go, there was no power waiting for me there, but uh, thankfully, by you know early Tuesday morning, even after it got really, really cold, and I still was able to manage to fall asleep, and I did wake up safe and warm in the morning, and that's about all that I could ask for. So I'm grateful for that. I was constantly afraid of waking up without power, especially with like how cold it was. So like, oh yeah, I think every day during the the period of snow. I went to sleep almost fully clothed. Yeah, I mean, just to prepare for it in case it happened overnight. Yeah, and that's the smartest thing that you really could do in that spot. I mean, I'll tell you, the night that uh, that I didn't have power and falling asleep, it was uh, it was one of those where I was in a you know like two or three jackets. I had a couple of sweatshirts on and like four blankets, and and I was still and and I'm a hot natured person. I don't get cold very easily, so. It was very cold. If I was feeling, if I was feeling cold, definitely, man. Glad it's over, though. Me too. Um, Me and, too. You know, everybody can move on um, and be able to get, you know, transport themselves wherever they need to go safely. Because those roads, those roads were rough out there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but anyway, guys, what we're going to be getting to today, we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything. Once again, you know, our last episode, we were talking about all WNBA because there was a lot, a lot of happenings going on. There's still a decent bit going on, but we got to make way for uh, the other things that are going on. And we want to continue to keep that conversation going about WNBA, of course. And always, if you know me, you know that I'm going to keep that conversation going. And there's there's been a lot of signings, some that happened, you know, just at just BJ, you know, just after we had our our latest episode go out, you know, the day of, you know, you know, or in between days after we had recorded it already. So got to do some backtracking on some of those that happened around that time. Plus, some yeah. uh, that are more recent events. We want to we want to highlight some of the main things that went down. Not not too many, but uh We'll try and get you guys caught up on some things that have happened since uh, since our last podcast recording. Which um, let me start off by saying that there's been trades, there's been signings, there's been camp contracts, there's been a, there's been a there's been a bevy of things. So I'm gonna try and run through most of it. 
uh, and see if we can get some quick reacts as we do so. Um, uh, BJ, you want to start these off? Well, Drew, I mean, uh, you were talking about the big one that happened uh, just the other, uh, or just like the, the immediately, like the day after uh, we recorded our last episode, uh, we uh, had a big one come down uh, with a couple of moves were uh, the Aces. They, uh, they signed uh, Raquina Williams, and the Sparks got uh, Amanda Zuibi. I'll help you with those. It's Raquana Williams and Amanda Zowie B. There we Zowie go. B. It's okay. all good though. But yes, those those happen. You know, we almost added that into the last episode. It was so close together. Um, but you know, those are you know moves that are going to make differences. Those are those are good. Uh, you know, Raquana adding Raquana adding her to uh, now you got me saying it. Adding her <laughs> to the mix in uh, Las Vegas. Um, to what they already have as a stacked roster, and she's going to be in the backcourt with Chelsea Gray, and you got Kelsey Plum back there. You got young Jackie Young. You know, there's a lot of tools in that Aces backcourt along with that Aces frontcourt. It's just there's so many ways to to score the basketball on that the, team. The now. rich, the rich it's get crazy. richer in Vegas, oh, man. I'm telling you. And the Amanda Zali B move. When I saw that, like, when I found out about this, I saw it initially on, well, okay, I technically didn't see it yet. So she had put out a tweet that was like, you know, that emoji looks like, you know, kind of like, I don't know, like a sparkling star or something, you know. Like a firework almost? Not not a firework, but like a sparkle, like, you know, just like a star that's like shining bright at you or something, like, kind of looks yeah, like that. Yeah, I think like I know which one you're One big about. one and like a smaller one. Yeah, so she had put that tweet out. She put like two, two of those emojis, and I was, I was kind of messing around, but I was like, this could also be very, this could also be, also be serious. So I was like, okay, here me looking too far into it. Okay, do do these spark emoji, these this sparkle emoji mean that you're gonna be a la dot 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 spark? Uh, uh, maybe I don't know, and uh, you know, just like eight. I don't know, maybe not eight, maybe like a handful, maybe close to a handful of hours later, boom, signing a contract with the LA Sparks. What do you know, BJ? You know, I was messing around for for, for the most part, just kind of being over, like looking way too far into it through an emoji on Twitter, but apparently it wasn't too far into it, and I knew exactly what was going on. I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, there... I think that a lot of times, especially like if there's some uncertainty, everything can be, you know, cryptic. So, I mean, good on you for figuring that out, like right, right away. So I, I don't know if, if you were the only one or if that just, if you just were the, the only one that I know <laughs> that figured that out. I think out. I was at least the one that started the party, but she had put out a tweet later saying that like, oh, you guys know this is my favorite emoji, right? Before the news had come out, like a couple of hours. And then later that news come out, and I was like, mm, it might be, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, that's a good move for the Sparks. You know, a good good change of scenery for Zowie, Zowie B. Uh, her, her down there in the front court with, uh, with NECA now to replace or to fill a void in a way uh, to replace Candace Parker. Uh, but, you know, good, good, for, good for the Sparks, good for 
uh, you know, helping build up from what they've lost already in Chelsea Parker and uh, uh, or not Chelsea Parker, Chelsea was, Gray and, and Candace, Candace Parker. Parker. You, you, Erica you put, Wheeler you, and now Amanda Zowie They might be it, adding some more. We don't know. Is that the, the Sparks like uh, couple name is when you put Chelsea Gray and Candace Parker together? That's their relationship name is Chelsea Stop. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. Some more, some more news that happened. Uh, Ariel Powers signed a contract with the Minnesota Lynx now. So, you, BJ, you remember I was talking to you about that Lynx team being dangerous yeah, you and were. being a top team going into the season. Now they added another weapon yeah, to, their, were, to their arsenal. I mean, you, you remember we were talking in the last episode when uh, they acquired uh, Herbert Harrigan from uh, Seattle. Or, no, sorry, no. She was traded to Seattle. I got to remember, I... I I didn't want to mess this up, but I think I, I already did. Uh, and what they got out of that four-team trade, you know, they you were talking and you're right on it. I mean, Minnesota is still, you know, in contention and, and they've still got uh, some things that they want to do in that Western Conference. For sure. And to open up that spot for Ariel Powers in Minnesota, uh, they traded – Jesse Sims to Indiana, who was later waived by the Indiana Fever. Uh, Lindsey Allen was traded to Indiana as well. Morgan Birch, uh, and this is a significant name because she's been on the Dallas Wings training camp for the past two seasons, training camp. Uh, she's had training camp contracts. So the first time she was sat, or she was drafted as a rookie and then was brought back for another chance last year and didn't make the team uh, the second time around either. Uh, and is going to try, it looks like, to to snag a spot over in Connecticut with a training camp contract. Nice. Uh, Atlanta Dream, uh, Yvonne Turner signed a contract with them as well. Uh, coming into some more... Recent news in the past week now, Jessica Breland signed a contract with the uh, the Indiana Fever. Uh, Azrae Stevens' contract extension in Chicago. Uh, BJ, Azrae Stevens, former Dallas Wing player, uh, you know, had a good rookie season, injured, and, you know, ended up getting shipped to Chicago. Had a good season in Chicago, went healthy, and now is going back. Um Good yeah. to see that she's re-signing out there. She was she's really happy about uh, when she landed in Chicago. So good for her in Chicago. Yeah, I think she's gonna do good things as long as she can stay healthy up there with the sky. It's 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 one of those things that you kind of saw some some promises and some flashes when she was with the Wings, and then it was, every time you saw something good, it just it was like, man, it, it just kind of wish she she could stay healthy. And, guys, fun fact for those that don't know, Azaree Stevens' favorite NBA player is Kevin Durant. Uh, next up, uh, L.A. Sparks' Bria Holmes signed a training camp contract with the Sparks. So Sparks tooling up, uh, going to have some battles in uh, training camp with some new people coming in. Nia Coffey uh, cleared waivers for the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, Kayla Davis, another former Dallas wing, uh, she signed later in the season last season uh, to the Atlanta Dream, and she's re-signed with the Atlanta Dream to stay out there. ATL, she is a Georgia kid originally. So, uh, and she's a great individual. Like, uh, BJ, you know, I've been covering the Wings for a few years now, and Kayla's been there since 2017. So, 
I've been there since, you know, her second year in the league. Got to meet her, got to be uh, around her and, you know, see the way that she treats the fans. And she's been on this podcast, as a matter of fact. She was, believe, on the uh, third episode that we had. Uh, She has been, she's been on episode three. Uh, You know, I'm glad she's getting to get a chance back in Atlanta again. You know, good situation for her. Absolutely. In that backcourt with Courtney Williams and Kennedy Carter. You know, it's gonna be gonna be a good situation. Uh Laney not there anymore, so more opportunity. Um, so good on her for sure. Um, but you know, uh Atlanta got a hell of a person and they also got a hell of a ball player. Absolutely. Atlanta Dream recent news yesterday, and I say yesterday, well let's not say yesterday. On the twenty second, Shatori Walker Kimbrough signed a contract with the Atlanta Dream. That's all the major news really going on around in the WNBA, but that's not all the women's basketball we're talking about, BJ. Yeah, and I was going to say, Drew, uh, the big name that we're still waiting on that has not signed as of yet that I know of is uh, Cambridge. Liz Cambridge still hasn't signed. Yeah, still no no uh, Cambage puzzle piece uh, yet, but you know, not really worried about it. They made Vegas made the final, like, whether or not Cam Beige comes back to the Aces, I think Vegas is still title favorites. They made it last year without her. They could do it again if she Ab- decided not to come back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you and you uh, you hinted at it. So uh, not not only talking about the WNBA in this a- episode, but also want to give a, uh, a huge shout-out to uh, head coach Jason Burton and his squad. Uh, they have finished the regular season after their final uh, home game was canceled uh, just the other day. They were supposed to play the Mustangs of Western New Mexico. This is, of course, of AM Commerce Lions women's basketball that we're talking about. But a 29-point win against Midwestern State on the 22nd to close out the regular season. They are in line at the moment to be a, uh, a host as one of the top four seeds in next uh, in the uh, in the Lone Star Conference tournament that uh, kicks off at the start of March. In fact, it'll be going from March 2nd through the 6th. So it'll be interesting to see who they match up with. The um, That uh, game that they were supposed to play against uh, Lubbock Christian, they didn't get to play that again, this time because of weather. It was supposed to be played back in January. COVID happened. Then it was supposed to be played at the beginning of February. The other team got COVID and... <laughs> And then the weather got it the third time, and they said, well, you know, if, if you learn, if you can't, you know, get it right the first two times, then, you know, why even bother the third time? <laughs> so it will be interesting, Drew, if, if uh, the Lions and the Chaparrales, the Lady Chaps, square off in the LSC tournament final. Uh, that would be uh, a rematch of the tournament final from a year ago before well, pre-COVID, when everything got shut down. Uh, and I know that the Lion women would love another shot to uh, take down the Lady Chaps and get them some rings. Would definitely be something that I'm trying to see, BJ. That's high-level basketball when the Lady Chaps and the Lions are out there on the court. You know, I hope the matchup happens again so that the Lions can get their chance to redeem themselves from last season. Um I don't think that they didn't play the best game in the championship. You know, neither team really did. But, uh, you know, Lions had, if I remember correctly, uh, a tough time shooting the ball 
in that championship game, and that was really their downfall uh, in in the game itself. Um, but definitely looking forward to another another tough and rugged Lone Star Conference tournament uh, coming up. And you know, somebody a team that's always been tough, and they're going to be tough in this tournament again if the Lions have to run into them, uh, which is it's very possible unless you know Lubbock Christian does on the other side of the board, and that's WT. Uh, here uh, WT. Go, here- I was gonna say here, Go here, here are the uh, right now. If if uh, things wrapped up uh, after the results of Monday's action, uh, Commerce would be the two seed behind Lubbock Christian, the one seed, and so the top four seeds host. It would look like, in if I'm reading this right, that Lubbock Christian, Commerce, and West Texas would all host, and then I'm not sure if they would give um, the winner of the South Division. Uh, put them as the fourth seed so they would host as well or if uh, like a midwestern state who was 10 and 5 in conference play if they would be uh, in the ho- in a position to host even though they're the third team or the third best record wise team in the west division it'd be interesting to see for sure they'd probably do that by a winning percentage at that point or like head to head maybe if they if they uh have the advantage. Yeah, right. Uh, right now, if it's uh, if it's if it's winning percentage, that would be Midwestern. They've got a yep. uh, a better like a half game edge on Cameron, uh, and then just behind them, A and M International is just behind Cameron even. So, what? And back back to what I was saying about WT. Uh, WT, like we like we know, always been a big threat out in the Lone Star Conference. And right now, they're the most conditioned team this season. They played the most games. Out of anyone this season, they've got 17 regular season games. And I believe, BJ, you said that they play again uh, this uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, they're going to uh, finish I off. I believe the, against Lubbock Christian, right? Yeah, it's LCU and West Texas twice on uh, to finish off the regular season with matchups on the 26th and or the 25th and the 27th. Um, so, so WT at the end of it, if this is the final week, which I very much imagine it is, it is it's definitely the final weekend of games. They're going to have 19 regular season games played. Well seasoned team, you know, the most action out of anybody. The Lions, they're done at 13. 13 games for the Lions. WT already has 17. Four more games, and they're getting two more. You know, is that I think it's it's both an advantage and a disadvantage. It's an advantage because they um, they've they've found out who they are as a team and hit a stride. You know, you know though they've dropped their last two. You know, they were fourteen and one ahead of that. These two losses could bring them back into with rhythm. We'll see what happens in the next games. Um, but they've had the most time together on the court this season, and that's important. Um, the disadvantage is they might be more tired and not as fresh as the other teams who haven't played as many games as they have. You know, the Lions at playing 13 sounds like a decent amount of games. And, you know, you know, uh, four to six games less than what WT is going to have on its on its tires. It's going to be I think it's going to be a little bit of a difference maker. And Drew, one um, one one quick note before we uh, wrap up uh, this topic. If uh, WT finds a way to sweep LCU, uh, WT cannot pass Commerce or LCU, so they're pretty much locked in at that third seed right now. 
But if LCU loses both games, you would have two teams with the identical record in conference play at one and two, and they didn't play each other. So how would you determine in that instance who would be the one seed versus the two seed? Because that would be huge for whichever seed is the you know the highest remaining to host the semifinal and then the final. So that's something to keep in mind to watch for as well. If if West Texas uh, can pull off an upset or two uh, against the the Lady Chaps, might be one of those scenarios where they might have to do a coin flip. Yeah, it, it very well could come down to the very flip well. of a coin. It sure could, and uh, we'll just have to see when the time comes. Um, but we're gonna get back uh, with you guys here in a minute. We're gonna go for a quick ad break. Uh, for just a bit for you guys. We're going to come back. we got a lot of basketball still to talk. Some NBA and NCAA still on tap. So make sure you guys stay here, hang out. We'll be right back here on the Low Down Sports Show. Looking to protect those eyes, work, and game in style? Then Gamer Advantage is exactly what you need. Gamer Advantage is the first clinically proven lens to stop the suppression of melatonin so that you can get a better night's rest. They even offer prescriptions. Get yours today by using code THEDREW at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Are you a designer? Or maybe you need to make a new business card. Maybe you want to dress up an Instagram story. Well, you can do all that in one central location and that is with Canva. You can create stunning designs with your photos and videos, even if you are not a design expert. Click the panel link on twitch.tv slash thedrewleague and try Canva today. And we are back here on the Low Down Sports Show, guys. So far in this episode, we've been talking about the WNBA and the things that have been going on since our last episode, all the signings from around the league, Kayla Davis, Simone Augustus, Ariel Powers, you name it. There's been a lot of signings and contracts, extensions, trades, you name it. The WNBA has been busy. We also were talking some NCAA basketball, but this one was division two and it was back in our old stomping grounds in the Lone Star Conference. We're talking about the Lone Star Conference tournament that is coming up very soon and also the teams that are playing just ahead of the Lone Star Conference tournament and what the Lions are going to be doing this season and how they have done and still on tap we've got some NBA and NCAA and right now we want to we want to dive into some NBA and we'll get back to the college basketball a little bit later on for the NBA right now guys it's near all-star time you know a lot of players aren't even in favor of an all-star weekend or all-star game, but here we are. There are all-stars, and they were all voted on, and they were all officially announced uh, earlier, announced recently, and we are going to talk about these guys that are lined up. For the full team of all-stars, there's a lot of players right now. We're going to start, though, with... Okay, no, we are going to start with the starters. There's my list. I couldn't find it for a second. Okay, this is everybody. This is no East-West starters. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Bradley Beal, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard. Those are your NBA All-Star starters for this season. And here, what me and BJ are going to be discussing today are these reserves that were recently announced. We've got some thoughts, and we're going to bring them to you ASAP. BJ, I know you've seen the list of the reserves from both the East and the West. Um, you know, there's been there's been like there always is a question of who got snubbed, if it was a snub. Or, you know, who deserved or didn't deserve their all-star spot. Did you have any problems? As I read off this list from both conferences really quick. All-star reserves in the Western Conference. Anthony Davis. Paul George. Rudy Gobert. Damian Lillard. Donovan Mitchell. Chris Paul. Zion Williamson in the Western Conference. In the East, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. Well, I've got a a couple glaring ones that I think uh, maybe shouldn't have been a part uh, for me, uh, the one that comes to mind right off the top of the uh, right off the bat is uh, is you said Zach Levine and I, there was somebody else. Hold on, uh, <laughs> uh, you already you already went through them and I, I already forgot who I was going to say. Oh, Paul George. I think Paul George has had some significant struggles this year. I mean, I I can't help but wonder how much. Uh, the decision was solely based on like fans and name recognition as opposed to whether they actually deserved the, you know, to be one of the reserves or not. Because I mean, I, I take a look at somebody like a, you know, a Devin Booker who's averaging nearly 25 uh, a game. And I mean, even LeBron said that uh, he's one of the most, if not the most disrespected players in the NBA Phoenix, uh, you know, one of the rising teams, not in the, not in the top two or three, like uh, Utah has kind of snuck up there with the Clippers and Lakers, but Phoenix right there, number four. I know, uh, I know they they got Chris Paul on the reserves, and I'm I'm glad on that. But honestly, I I very well could could have uh, justified taking Devin Booker over Chris Paul. I I think that the league should be, you know, kind of showcasing as much of its young and up and coming talent as possible. I, I respect Chris Paul's game and I've respected that what he's done as a player. He's, you know, he's a hell of a great player. I think he will probably make it to the hall of fame uh, first ballot. If, if uh, you know, if not really soon after, but you know, he's not, he's not in his prime anymore. And I don't, he's not what I think, you know, kids are watching the NBA for. They're watching for, the players like the Luka Doncic's, the Zion Williamson's, the Devin Booker's, if you will indulge me, the Trey Young, those kinds of guys. And, and you know, so I, 
I'm not not upset that Chris Paul made it in over him. I just think that, you know, the All-Star game, if they're going to have it and they're going to have it in this kind of a season with, you know, so many uncertainties and so many players that have decided that, you know, it's maybe not in their best interest or, you know, it's not a great idea to have it played. You know, you gotta you gotta showcase as much young talent, I feel like, as you can. So you had problems with Zach, Paul, and Chris. Yeah, and I would I would okay. replace I would put uh, Devin so, Booker. Yeah. I put Devin Booker in. Chris. Yeah, I've I also think Brandon Ingram. He's been doing a great job. I know Zion made it from the Pelicans, okay. but Ingram is okay. You know, Ingram's averaging better this year. Than he was last year, 24 points, um, you know, five assists a game almost. And, uh, you know, I, I know New Orleans doesn't have the best record, but if you watch that game and their, you know, franchise record comeback against Boston uh, last weekend, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, Ingram played an outstanding role with 30 plus points. I can't remember how many exactly. I think it was almost like 38 if, I, if I'm remembering right. Uh, and you can correct me on that if you have that in front of you. But Ingram played a huge part in that comeback win over Boston. And, you know, it's the 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 duo of Ingram and Zion are going to, you know, continue to help the Pelicans get better. And, and I think in the next couple of years, they'll be, you know, in the top uh, upper echelon of playoff teams in the West. So, so the, Ingram got, and Booker replacing yes. George and Paul, and who's Correct. replacing Zach? And Zach Levine, I'd I'd replace Zach Levine with, and I know you'll you will agree with me on this one. I think uh, Demontis Sabonis from Indiana. I definitely think he got uh, snubbed, and I again I think it's because Indiana's kind of gotten off to a slow start. They're you know subpar. Well, they're above five hundred right now, but you know. Having, he's almost, I think he is having a career year, averaging, you know, 20 plus points and 11, I think, 11, maybe and 11 and a half rebounds a game. And, you know, he's, he's one of those that I definitely just can't see any justification on how he got left out since he was an all star last year. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. And, you know, continuing on about DeMontis Saponis. You know, like we're saying, career high mark in scoring. You know, career high mark in steals a game. Uh, career high in three point percentage this year, up ten percent from last year. Uh, career high in minutes as well. And you know, he's still shooting. Uh, you know, close to where he was last year from the field, and had a number of triple doubles already in the season. I believe he's got, you know, seven, I believe, for his career. Um, and he ranks 19th in the league out of all players in career triple-doubles. But, you know, he's he's the whole reason Indiana has been kept afloat right now. He's, he's the entire reason Indiana is still in any type of picture. Um, yeah. You know, as far as you know, the playoffs go and that they have even a chance, you know, right now they're the four seed, 15 and 14, you know, just, you know, four and a half games out of the one seed right now, 
with him just running the show. You know, Malcolm Brogdon, he's playing amazing basketball. He's playing good basketball out there in Indiana. Yeah. But Sabonis is carrying this team right now. At you know, twenty one and eleven, you know, fourth in the east. It's just and you know, the only teams ahead of him are juggernauts right now in, you know, MVP candidate and Embiid and the Sixers with Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. superstars on the Nets, yep. and you know, Giannis and the Bucks. So you know, that just that says something about the type of player and how, you know, not only is Saponis playing well as an individual player, is it's also equating the team success. Yeah, and you know, even they're... though this is this is an individual achievement very much, you know, so I don't think and, and when you look at what he's you know, compared to the person I'm gonna take out of uh the all star uh position uh and replace him is Nikola Vucevic. Where is Indiana or not Indiana, Orlando right now. Orlando's twelfth. You know, not not really doing any winning at all. And you know, like I said, it, it is individual achievement, but you know, I when I look at this, I think you just I think you gotta give it to Sabonis. I mean, what he's doing and you know, the numbers that he's putting up and his triple doubles aren't like baby ones. They're not like ten, ten, ten or twenty, ten, ten. He's had like a thirty point triple double, you know, he's he's had more assists than he's had rebounds. You know, his passing skills as a big man is is extraordinary. Speaking of his assists He's averaging also a career high in assists at almost six a game as a power forward and center. Yeah. Almost six a game. We, we only talk about that when we when we talk about centers, power forward with six plus assists a game. The only person we're talking about in that conversation is who? Nikola Jokic. So he's in rare air in this NBA right now you know, with his versatility and the skill set that he has. Uh in the NBA, and I think he should replace Nikola Vucevic in in the in the All Star lineup. I can. And I absolutely, think Zach I can, Levine should stay. Okay, I can absolutely agree with you, and and you know I could give you Vucevic over Levine. I just I I didn't I wasn't impressed from what I've seen from Levine, but I I can definitely understand you making a case for him replacing Vucevic. And also one quick note. You know, Indiana just now a couple games back of Milwaukee, but the East is so all over the place that, you know, Vucevic and Orlando, they're just three back of Indiana right now, and that's a difference of like eight seed lines. That's oh, yeah. that's insane how, how close and, you know, I, I don't know if, if I'd say subpar, but certainly how, you know, any kind of, any team can get on a run in the East and, and be in the playoffs almost overnight that's fair and looking back at the western side of things um you know when you said that about paul george i was actually really surprised because you know he's been in he's been atop the mvp conversation that you know a lot of points throughout the season and the way the clippers are playing basketball it's been a lot because of paul maybe Um, i'm maybe i'm just thinking back to Paul George's struggles in their opening round series with the Mavericks. That may be what I'm thinking about. (laughs) Oh, you're good. Um, And then Donovan Mitchell, you absolutely got to have him up here where he is. So, yeah. Um, And Chris Paul, like, I'm not mad at it. And, you know, the Devin Booker thing, it seems like he's been getting snubbed for like two or three years now. And Mm -hmm. I'm not not mad that Chris Paul got it because he's still, he's playing good basketball for his age, you know. 
you know, who's missing, he missed some all-star teams for, you know, I think a few seasons uh, in the transition from Clippers to, to Rockets to Suns now. He had just got back on it last year, and he's staying on it again, you know, year 16, I believe it is for him. So, I mean, big shouts to, to CP3 for the longevity of, you know, being the point god out here. Uh, and, you know, Zion, the up-and-comer over here with the all-star spot. I don't have a problem. I wouldn't change anybody in the West. The only thing that I would shift was Sabonis for Vucevic in the East. Otherwise, I'm good. Uh, one thing that has been uh, discussed uh, and, you know, debated more so probably last week, you know, Luca over Dame for the all-star starter spot in the West. Uh, BJ, you had some thoughts on that. Oh, I mean, you know, if you go solely on numbers, I think Dame absolutely deserves to be a starter. And then, you know, I was, I said that when we started our, our pre-show meeting, and then I was watching, and the Dallas-Boston game got good, and then Luka Magic happened again, and you can understand why he was named a starter. The young talent that this guy has in just year three, and he's hitting clutch shot after clutch shot, including the game winner and their, you know, win over the Celtics. I mean, it's it's hard to believe that this kid is, you know, just 21, 22 years old, just in his third season in the NBA. And already, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, perfectly honest. You know, we talked in the last episode when the Mavs were in a slump uh, and the, the way they were playing, I could, I easily could see them missing the playoffs, but he has seemingly willed them back into conversation for a playoff spot. They're just, I think, a game behind Golden State at the moment or after their win over Boston they were. And so it's one of those things that, you know, I don't want him to have to do it all on his own, but the fact that he has seemingly done it where, you know, you go back and, and they got blown out at home to Golden State, but since then they've only had one loss uh, at the time of the recording of this episode, and it was a close game against Portland. You know, Dame and, and, and Luka head-to-head, and even then Luka seemingly willed them back from a double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter and nearly won that game too. They've nearly been undefeated in their past like eight games, I want to say. It's been unreal to watch Luka step up and the Mavs have seemingly responded as well. I think you look at, you know, Utah and Phoenix are getting, you know, kind of all the credit in the West because of the kind of streaks they've been on. But if you look at the past 10 games, Dallas, you know, they're up there with Portland and San Antonio as, you know, some of the best teams in the past 10 games got better records than the Clippers and the Lakers doing their last 10. They have definitely been on a roll and, and like I said, you know, creeping their way back into the playoff discussion. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because you got so much good talent in the West, Utah, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, Portland, you know, out of the four teams below them, you got San Antonio, Denver, Golden State, and Dallas. And don't forget Memphis is right there too. The young talent they've got New Orleans had a hell of a, comeback win over Boston uh over the weekend you know they're they're not too far back either you very easily could justify taking 11 or 12 teams from the west and you know just taking the top four or five from the east and you I, I think that would be honestly like one of the best playoffs that uh, you could get 
Uh, so it's it's going to be tough to see, you know, which team survives the gauntlet and and makes the run to to get into the playoff position. We had a question poised to us by one of our listeners out there. He wants us to have some quick hit thoughts uh, on a couple of players in the NBA currently. I guess you could say they're holding out or just until they are dealt somewhere else, they're not playing any basketball right now. And that's Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. Um, BJ, uh, what are your thoughts on, on their situation going on right now? Um, you know, Andre Drummond this season averaging a career high in points. Um, lots of double-doubles over there in Cleveland. And Blake Griffin uh, appearing looking to average career lows in most every category. Yeah, it's and it's one of those things. I mean, you know, Drummond's putting up good numbers, but Cleveland just broke, what, a 10-game losing streak uh, uh, just the other night. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you're talking about two of the worst teams in the NBA. Uh, and for players like Drummond and Griffin that are getting up there in age and they know that, their window of opportunity to try to win a championship is closing, you know, to say that they don't want to stick around and, and, you know, be a part of a rebuild, you know, on one hand, it's, it makes sense for them because that, you know, they're trying to do what they think is in their best interest. But at the same time, you know, it's just not right for, excuse me. It's not right for, for, um, you know, like a Blake Griffin who made a commitment to Detroit, and as now, you know, realizing that, hey, we're, we're a lot further away from uh, where, than where I thought we were when I signed here. And, and it's kind of, you know, kind of taking the easy way out. I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's, <laughs> it's tough because I don't like that you kind of have to look out for yourself. But I understand the mentality behind it. It's just, you know, if you're a fan of Detroit or Cleveland and and you're talking about, you know, especially if you're a fan of Cleveland and you're talking about Andre Drummond, who's putting up some of his best numbers, that, that'd be a huge loss, you know, to a team that's already suffering. But I think Detroit, if, if Blake Griffin's not putting in the effort that we've seen from him in years past, and they're still doing, you know, they're still having some shortcomings, then it might be, they might be better off without him, honestly. I don't think they will be, you know, on these, on both of these scenarios, I really don't have as much of a problem with it, you know, looking from kind of a, I don't know what perspective you would call this, but, you know, just a player, like, you don't want disgruntled play, like, players that don't want to be here, really, like, noticeably, I guess, you know, maybe they're not going to give you, you know, maybe their best effort out there on the court, unless they make it known that they're still going to give you 100% until, you know, they're gone. Obviously, these guys don't want to be on the court at all. So I don't know if it's just, you know, just solely their decision not to do so or if it was a mutual thing until uh, things got figured out. But, um, you know, um, you know, whatever works best, you know, get these guys out of the, the bad situations that they're in, you know, send them, send them to, you know, something better, you know. Blake Griffin, he's past his prime. So, I mean, I don't know what you – I don't know who's going to take that on or – you know, you know, it's not really the, it's not really, you know, taking a chance per se. Cause I mean, like, 
you already know what he's not doing right now. You know, after that injury, he hasn't been Blake anyway. He's, he's had some flashes of doing some stuff, but he's st- he's not the guy that he was known for. Uh, Drummond, you know, he's still, you know, getting, you know, he's already had a 2020 game. I think it was a 30-20 game maybe this season, some, something like that. You know, yeah. and he's, you know, you know, getting it done still out there. Uh, just 27 uh, out here. So I mean, he he's worth a pickup if you can afford, you know, you know, uh, you know, a center like that who can get pretty much every rebound that's out there, but he can't shoot a lick at the free throw line. So that's the only thing you're really risking, you know, when it comes to Drummond. You know, as far as them them sitting out right now until contracts are resolved or somebody's traded, it's it's not really a big deal to me. Um, well, but. well, and and one other point, real quick, Drew, is that it, you know it, when that sort of thing happens. It can be very toxic to a locker room, especially if you've got a lot of young guys that are, you know, trying to learn, you know, the NBA lifestyle and and adjust and everything like that. And on a rebuilding team, it's it's not a good look. And and it's one of those things that, you know, you don't want to, you know, teach these these guys the wrong things. But, you know, that's kind of what they're doing. Right. And guys, we've got some more basketball to talk about. We'll get back to we'll get back into that a little bit later uh, as we go into an ad break for our show. And we'll be back here in a little bit. We got some NCAA basketball uh, things to talk about once we get back here on the lowdown. So so keep it locked. We'll be back here shortly after this ad break here on the Lowdown Sports Show. Hey you, yeah you, are you looking for a new PC? If you are, I know just the place to get one. From Artesian Builds. They build their PCs live on Twitch. And if you need any help deciding what to get, DM them on Twitter and they'll optimize based on your budget. And while you're at it, use code THEDREWLEAGUE at checkout and get up to $100 off your purchase of a new Artesian Builds PC. Looking to support the show even more and get some low-down podcast merch? If so, make sure you visit our partners at TeePublic. You can find links to our merchandise on both the Facebook and Twitch pages where we stream the show live at fb.gg slash thedrewleague on Facebook and twitch.tv slash thedrewleague on Twitch. You can get things from t-shirts to hoodies to mugs to pillows, you name it. Get yours today. And we are back here on the Low Down Sports Show. Ladies and gentlemen, today we've been talking all the recent happenings, signings, trades, you know, camp contracts, all in the WNBA, discussing who got snubbed, who didn't, who should replace who, all that good stuff. Luca over Dame in the starting lineup. And, you know, a little bit of Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin discussion as they hold out until they... Uh, have new destinations, new teams to play for. And now, well, and we also forgot about this one. We talked some Lone Star Conference basketball tournament coming up very, very soon. The Lone Star Conference out in Division II women's basketball uh, and men's basketball. We talked women's primarily today. Uh, that is coming up very soon. And now, and now, and now, and now. We are discussing some more NCAA. As far as NCAA goes, we're going to go back. We're going on the Division One side of things this time around. Um, NCAA tournament coming up relatively soon. You know, March Madness around the corner. 
and you will be able to attend this year's tournament, ladies and gentlemen. But um, only if you live in the state of Indiana. Only if you live in the state of Indiana. Well, or if you travel up to Indiana, I should say. Probably not. <laughs> probably not best to say only if you live in Indiana. But that would be, be the easiest way to get there. Yeah. Either way, they're allowing 25% capacity, which includes staff, players, and family, as well as fans. So that seems like a very exclusive list, BJ. You know, 25% in this building. You know, I, I'm not sure what the capacity is in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indian, Indianapolis, but, you know, 25% is not a lot. So, well, you got to remember that Lucas Oil is actually for, a football stadium, so it, it can seat a, a few more than than some of the other venues that they're going to be using, uh, because it's not just Lucas Oil Stadium. They're going to be using, I think, the the campus of Indiana, the campus of Purdue, uh, and some other different uh, gymnasiums uh, in the in India in the Indianapolis area. They're because they don't want you know a whole lot of teams to be having to do a lot of traveling so they're not doing a bubble but they're kind of doing a bubble where you know all every game will be played in indianapolis and and in the state of indiana somewhere you know bj to think about you know last year them not having a tournament and you know this year being in a bubble type scenario where 25 percent capacity is allowed um what are you thinking in terms of safety for for this event i'm absolutely okay with uh you know having it kind of you know localized and and just you know limiting the capacity as long as they get the tournament that was one of the big disappointments that we were in conference championship week last year and then everything you know seemingly went to hell in a handbasket if you will It, it all all everything just got shut down and you know the whole world ceased to rotate on its axis so it, that was one of the 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 worst things that that uh, we saw as a result of of the pandemic was that you know the the collegiate athletes didn't get a chance to play for national title in basketball or any of the spring sports um so the fact that they're going to do it this year they we've learned several things and you know in the course of of you know playing this season playing, having athletic events. And, you know, we've had several championships that have been decided um, since then. We had spectators that were allowed for the World Series. Uh, the NHL and, and the NBA's championships were not uh, done with fans, but the Super Bowl had fans. And I don't know if, if I had, uh, if I heard, I have not heard of there being a, a big increase in cases uh, after the Super Bowl, so I think it can be done, and I think that you know, 25%. It depends on what limitations Indiana has set up, but I think that it's absolutely doable, and I think that the the players' families should definitely be allowed. I think honestly, what I think is that the players' families, the staff, and the players, and the coaches, and everything like that, should not count towards the 25%. That that's my thought, but you know, if they're going to do it that way, you know, that's going to cut down on attendance even more, and that might be the best thing for them that they can do. You know, see, we're seeing, you know, some instances where the announcers aren't even able to 
to be at the the venue where they're having to call the game from home almost. So it's it's definitely a, a strange world we're living in. And I think that any sense of sort of normalcy for these guys that wanting to be playing for a national championship, having their their families there and and being able to finish out the season is is for the best, whatever they can do. It's crazy to think that it's almost been a calendar year since things have shut down or like, you know, last year I was able to be at the Lone Star Conference tournament the entirety of it. And, you know, just, you know, a few short days later, as, you know, you know, Coach Burton has been on the show, our first episode, and talked about this, you know, they were already down there in Lubbock. And, you know, I think they were already in their hotel and everything, and everything had got canceled on them before they even got to really get started. They had practiced, I believe, and everything, but they didn't get to play their game, and they just had to turn turn around relatively quick. Uh, and, you know, yeah. we're just approaching that in, you know, I think a couple of weeks from now. And, you know, you know, thinking about these times where uh, everything had shut down back then, it took away, uh, you know, BJ, you, you and I know this only really too well, is uh, that, that precious convention for, for us East Texan folks <laughs> out there, Texas Intercollegiate Press Association. So yeah. uh, that'll, that'll, that'll always how I remember the timeline of when, things shut down back in March. Like, oh yeah, it was like a week before us. Let's go to Tippa. <laughs> but um as far as this NCAA tournament goes, yes, it was a big loss, you know, you not not only from a fan perspective, but just financially uh, for them as well. And, you know, just the the loss for, you know, student athletes who don't get to redo those seasons to to compete for national championships in, in every division, you know, it it sucks for all of them who didn't get to do that last year. And Thankful for those those uh, those players now this year this time around that get to get to experience that. Shouts to them for getting to you know finish out college the right way and at least you know instead of you know games getting canceled they get to either win or lose their way through some conference championships and some NCAA championships. Absolutely, uh, Drew. And we saw you know it's definitely getting close to March because. The upsets have been happening pretty recently and, and pretty hectic ones. They're they're coming fast and furious, and so anything is possible. We're seeing, you know, trying to see each and every team's best, you know, basketball that they're playing, go getting ready to go into conference tournament and NCAA tournament uh, play. We saw, you know, like you said, uh, Houston was one of the teams that was upset last week, and they fell out of the top ten. Um, but already, you know, and we're we record this on a Tuesday to peel back the curtain a little bit, and already in this since the you know the span of a in a couple days, we've seen three top ten teams go down. We saw uh, Ohio State and Michigan that classic between the third and fourth ranked teams where Ohio State fell to Michigan in a in a really good game that that was, uh, and then. Michigan State upset Illinois, fifth-ranked Illinois, one of three top five Big Ten teams. Uh, they fell on Tuesday night. And then seventh-ranked Oklahoma falling at Kansas State. That one is a head-scratcher, uh, if you <laughs> if you don't mind me saying so, because that's not something that we've seen out of Kansas State where they're having that kind of, uh, you know, a win where it's it's – 
that's definitely not something that we've seen this year because early on in the season, they lost to a division two team for Hay state. So Oklahoma fell to Kansas state giving Fort Hay state a win over a top 10 team in college basketball. Thanks to the transitive property drew. That's, that's crazy. So there's, you know, some of the, the upsets that we've seen uh, and we'll talk more. I've got some college basketball questions that I've got headed your way uh, for with it or quit it. But you know, there's, there's four big 10 teams in the top 10. If you include Iowa along with the Michigan, Ohio state and Illinois, uh, you know, Baylor, they they finally played for the first time in three weeks. They had some struggles with Iowa State. They didn't look like the same Baylor team before the the COVID cancellations and postponements. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get back on their groove. And, you know, the University of Texas, the Longhorns, they had quite the interesting couple days where they were leading big at home against West Virginia and West Virginia seemingly came out of nowhere to come back after an altercation with uh, a couple of the Longhorn players. West Virginia came back and won that game, but then Texas with, went turned right back around and beat Kansas in overtime, you know, sweeping the Jayhawks, which is something that you don't see happening in the Big 12 like very often at all. Uh, so it's one of those things that. Texas has kind of been all over the place as of late. And Virginia, the Cavaliers, they suffered an upset loss uh, on, at the hands of Duke over the weekend. Texas Tech has kind of fallen off the, the deep end. They got upset uh, at Oklahoma State uh, earlier this week. So lots of interesting action, Drew. There's lots to talk about, and it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out as we get ready for the conference tournaments here in just a couple weeks from now. Absolutely, my man, BJ. But now, it's time for With It or Quit It. America's favorite game show, Drew. Everyone's favorite game show. <laughs> and guys, for you guys that are new to the show, new, and this is your first episode, Guys, we play a we play a game every week now, and I think this began in week four or episode four with Josh. Or yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've been doing this for the past few episodes now. And we're continuing it. It's our with it or quit it game. Uh, typically, we ask the guests if we have a guest five questions, if they're with it or if they're going to quit it on one of our questions. And anytime we're doing it, just us, we ask each other five questions. So we have those five questions here. And Mr. BJ went last time. He went first last time. So. I did. So it's your turn. It is my turn. Okay. Mr. BJ. Number one. Joel Embiid will be the NBA MVP this season. Are you with it? Or are you going to quit it? Oh. That's a, that's a ballsy one to have at number one. Uh, I'm going to say quit it. Uh there's i still think that jokic is is one of the top ones to keep an eye on uh luka Doncic has been doing some incredible things depends on how the maverick season continues going you can't ever count out you know the king lebron he's he's up there there's there's a lot of and i mean Giannis onto the field i'm taking the field i i 
I think it's too early to say at this point that we just have not seen enough action. We're not even in the second half and I, I'm not ready to, to, you know, say that one player has stood out above and beyond at this point just yet. Got you. Got you. Okay, Drew. Now number one for you, and this is going to turn things back to the college basketball court. So, the Duke Blue Devils have been on a roll as of late. They've won four in a row, including their upset win over Virginia last oh, weekend. But, Drew, oh, is it still too little too late? Does Duke will miss the NCAA tournament. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? You know, as a Duke Blue Devil fan and a Longhorn fan, you know, this, this Blue Devil bad season – Hurts me because why can't both of my teams succeed at the same time? I don't get it. I think I'm gonna go with, you know, they get a reality check this season, BJ, and miss the NCAA tournament. So you were um, with it. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Um, it's been a different season. Uh, they're without, I believe, I think his name is Jalen Johnson. Um, yeah. But the. In this time without Jalen Johnson, they've been on a winning streak, and that's that's got them in the conversation to get into the tournament again. Though I, yeah. I don't know, BJ, it's it's close. Uh, I'm not very, I'm not as confident as I usually am in uh, in my Duke Blue Devils with this team. So I'm with it that they don't make the NCAA tournament, man. It, Drew, it would be historic. It'd be the first time in 25 years that the Blue Devils were not in the NCAA tournament. So that was 95? Yeah, 95. Or, no, that, yeah, 95. Okay. Yeah, that was the last time because uh, that was the year that Coach K had um, had come down with, with, like, he was having back issues or something. He... he he missed most of that season, and the team struggled in his absence. And that was the last it, time that uh, that they missed the NCAA tournament. It would be the first time in my lifetime then. That's that right. The Duke Blue Devils have missed the NCAA tournament. That would the first, be historically first, disappointing. Yeah, first time since I was an infant, you know, waddling around in diapers, you know. <laughs> All right. Mr. BJ, number two. AM Commerce Lion Women will win the Lone Star Conference Tournament. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? Oh, uh, they've certainly got the talent to do so. It's, it's one of those things that uh, LCU is still so good, even in so good. Lo- losing uh, their top player from last year. I can't remember her name. Maddie Thank you. You, I was about to say you would know it better than I. Um, but they've still kept right on rolling. Um, I think it depends on what happens to end the season and where they get seated. Because if they've got you know home court advantage, if they end up somehow uh, with the the top seed, I think it's it's very possible that they do. I'm not going to go on record and say that they're going to get the top seed. So. I hate to say it because I really want them to, but I think the streak continues at least one more year. I'm going to quit it. Oof. I know. Co- Co- Coach Burton's going to unfriend me after that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to unsubscribe to the podcast, I think. <laughs> All right, Drew, number two. Let's get this back on track. You, uh, we, you mentioned it just a little bit ago. 
you're talking about you're a fan of Duke and the Texas Longhorns and Longhorns kind of been up and down recently. Drew, are you gonna are you with it or gonna quit it that they will finish as a top three seed in whichever region they enter into in the NCAA tournament? With it or quit it? I am going to quit it. Quit? Uh, the Longhorns, oh. like we like we were talking about, man, they have they've kind of been in a way up and down. Like they've they've played, we've seen them play good basketball, but we've seen them play questionable basketball as well. We've seen them struggle, uh, you know, let some teams come back and win instead of finishing the job. So I think they'll continue to struggle, and that they'll mm-hmm. be a four seed in whatever mm-hmm. region that they're in, and you know. As as good as it could have gone for the Longhorns this season, it won't go as well as it could have had they not, you know, had those spotty mistakes of inconsistency, you know, unlike they were doing at the beginning of the season. You know, Drew, at the start of the day, I had for you, I was going to give you the that right there. I was going to say finish with a top four seed, and then they got the upset. They got the, the overtime win over Kansas, and I changed it to a three seed. So that changed your entire answer completely. All right, PJ. Number three, the Dallas Mavericks win, no matter who they play against, a first-round playoff series this season. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? Ooh, well, that, uh, like you said, I mean, it, it, regardless of matchup is where I'm, I'm finding some trouble because right now, I mean, they're – a game out of eight and they'd have to play Utah and they ran into a buzzsaw of a Utah team in back-to-back games earlier on in the month of February. They've certainly got the talent to do it. They nearly did it last year without a healthy KP against the Clippers. So I certainly am not saying that they are not talented enough to do so, but without being able to do like a hypothetical matchup, I, uh, I don't want to commit to it. I, I really think they can. All right, you know what? I did quit it for the first two. I'm I'm with it. Let me change things up a little bit. Oh, okay. Now that's a true MFFL. Yes, sir. I'm, I I I gotta I gotta get back in the good graces after the last episode where you said they were gonna miss the playoffs and I said I was with it. So <laughs> <laughs> let me redeem myself. They've, they've been they proved, they they proved me wrong since that episode went out. He has changed his stance as of late, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have it on record. Well, I mean, Drew, you get, you know, seven and two record since I said they were going to miss the playoffs. So mm. I, I'm, I'm, I need, uh, you, I need you to be more negative so they can keep winning. <laughs> All right. Well, along those same lines, I'll give you some more negativity. Number three rumors, rumblings came out on Tuesday that there were some trade talks between the Mavericks and the Warriors for Kristaps Porzingis. Drew, are you with it or quit it that these are not just rumors, but Kristaps Porzingis gets traded before the deadline, regardless of how the Mavs have been playing as of late? He gets traded before the deadline? Doesn't have to be to the Warriors? It doesn't have to be to the Warriors. Just traded? Oh, man. Um, You know, I really think that they're gonna have this optimal faith in KP. Oh, man, I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna quit it. He doesn't get traded before the deadline this season. 
you know, it's just it sucks that you know one of my friends that's been talk- that's a Knicks fan has been uh, you know at you know the Mavs throat for trading for KP. You know, saying exactly what we were getting, uh, pretty much speaking it into existence. You know, just kind of an injury prone seven foot guy out here, and you know he he played well when he was healthy, but you know like the injury concerns, he's he's been right. You know, and that's that's disappointing. But you know we got you know the 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 positive out of even the negative with Chris Tapps so far is that Tim Hardaway has been playing his best basketball in Dallas, so that's a plus on our end because he was a part of that deal. But you know losing KP, trading him, you know I don't know what you're gonna get back from the Warriors anyway. There's no point in getting any picks or anything that's dumb. Like I don't I don't I don't see one to the Warriors. I don't know what you would get though. Well, Drew, I, don't I mean, see the point in trading with them. Two but. straight two straight games where he wasn't in the lineup. I mean, something might be brewing. Yeah, and it was I saw it was back this time, not knee. It was his back. He better, you know, it's just it is gonna be really sad for us Mavs fans if we have to to lose that. Not that we're like super invested in KP, but you know, you know, thinking we're building something here and he's just he can't, you know, stay healthy. So I'm gonna quit it though. All right, all right. We're going back to something that we talked at the beginning of the episode, and that was some WNBA for this question, or for this one. BJ, the Minnesota Lynx will make the WNBA Finals this season. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? So it could it could be Vegas and Minnesota. Because there's no East and West in the WNBA yeah, playoffs. It's that's just right. Top eight. That's right. Uh, ooh. Mm. And that's a good one. Vegas is, is I got to say, is one of the teams that should get in there. I don't see why Minnesota couldn't. If they get, you know, play are playing their best best basketball at that that time of year. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, the Sparks are going to be up there and, you know, they'll have something to say about it. Watch out for, I mean, you know, uh, teams in in the East that potentially could, you know, give them a run. You were talking about Connecticut the last episode. The Sun would be an uh, interesting one to watch out for. And then, I mean, Phoenix Mercury, uh, if they get some favorable matchups. Oh man! So... I... <laughs> if I if I keep stalling long enough, maybe you'll forget that I haven't answered the question. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna take the field. I'm gonna say quit it. I I gotta see how Ooh. Minnesota. I gotta see how Minnesota uh, plays before I feel confident in saying that they'll be one of the two teams. Uh, I I think they're more than capable of doing it. I just I'm, I'm gonna play the field right now. Quit it. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Drew, number four for you. The we're going back to the NBA for this one. So, last weekend's game between the Pelicans and the Celtics, that game will go down as the best game in the NBA this season. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? I'm going to quit it. Because you didn't say regular season. And we still have playoff games and finals games to watch, and I think there will be a better game than that game. So, I'm, I'm quitting it on that one. Okay, if I had said regular season, would you have said with it or what? 
No, I've been taking the field. Too much possibility still. You know, there could be another great game because there's still some marquee matchups that have to be played the rest of the fair. season. So that's still that's, put it. Yeah, that that's fair. I mean, you saw the, the Boston-Dallas game the other night was – competitive back and forth so i mean it you know it may not even be the best game that the celtics are a part of this season <laughs> right and last but not least number five bj the texas longhorns men's basketball team will miss the ncaa tournament this season oh are you quit, with it quit it quit it quit it oh immediate quit it okay okay 100 any 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 team that sweeps the kansas jayhawks regardless of how kansas is doing this year there's no way that you're going to miss out on the 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 tournament at this point you could lose the re- every remaining game and lose in the first round of the big 12 tournament and i still think i don't think they're a lot quite yet but i still don't see enough happening to knock them out it would knock their seed down a lot considerably if that happened but you were talking you know we were talking about them being a top four seed in the region you'd have to you know fall eight seeds uh, <laughs> level before you'd be falling out of the tournament completely, and as close as we are to the tournament, I I not seeing anything like that happening. So I I don't know if they're a lot quite yet, but I think one more win and they'll be in that status. So quit it, get that out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna send that back to you like a Giannis block. Get that it's gonna get a rejection. All right, Drew, and last but certainly not least on my part, we're going to keep it with the NCAA. Drew, Mm. we talked about how good the Big Ten has been this year Mm -hmm. with three teams in the top five and another one in the top ten. Are you with it or are you going to quit it that the Big Ten will have two of the top seeds in the NCAA tournament? Are you with it or are you going to quit it? I'm with it, man. The year of the Big Ten. All right, I'll go one step further. Of the uh, of the of the three, which two do you see? You see Michigan, Ohio State. You see Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan, Illinois. Or are you gonna take somebody? Michigan, else? Ohio State. Those are probably the best two. I mean, and you saw how good that game between those two were uh, yes, in the past weekend. So I, I think you're right. I think it's definitely possible for them to get two teams in, and I think they will. All right, everybody. We have covered a lot of different things in today's episode of WNBA, NCAA Division One and Two Basketball, NBA. We've been all over the place around the association. Part two, you know, it's been a great time talking once again. You know, I hope that, you know, this might be the first time in the past three years that I've missed the Lone Star Conference Tournament, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to go We'll have to see. It would stink to miss it. You know, best of luck to the Lions in the Lone Star Conference tournament. Uh, if I do not get to go, best of luck regardless whether I get we'll ha- to go. We'll, we'll have an update in episode eight, regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Update and then a, a picture into, uh, you know, the NCAA. Depending on, actually, you know, the dates for those uh, conference games, we may have another episode at the, at the end of the, maybe last day of the tournament or something, because that's uh, not too far off. Honestly, yeah, and we, it's and certainly plenty, possible. Plenty of time to get another episode in, so we shall see. We shall see. They may not be done by the time we get back. Who knows? <laughs> it's certainly possible. 
definitely possible, guys. Um, if you are not already uh, subscribed to the channel, definitely recommend dropping a sub on the channel so that you can get the downloads of the latest episodes that come out on Lowdown on whatever platform that you're on, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you're using. Uh, listen notes, whatever. You, you know, there's a bunch of them. And uh, and once again, and echoing a shout out to everybody who's already supporting us, dropping ratings, uh, reviews, and everything on, on these platforms. Again, we, we appreciate uh, the love. Uh, that'll be it for today's episode, guys. Next time, we'll be back again. We'll probably, we'll more than likely have a guest on this time around so y'all can get y'all 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 are getting enough of me and bj y'all need to hear somebody else's voice again for sure <laughs> so for we'll sure bring in a new guest this time around and we'll see what they have to say about the show and what, what they've got to say while they're on here with us and that technically is a slight hint a slight hint as to who i want to get on the next episode so y'all won't get that but it's okay y'all will see you next time Appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening to this episode. We'll be back next time. This is The Lowdown, Episode 7. Peace. We'll catch you next time.